0: All right, all right, all right. Here we are. The Iron Man podcast in full effect. Thank you so much, for everybody, for listening, watching, and those who are re-watching this. This is the Iron Man podcast where we are looking to sharpen one another to more godliness. So uh, I thank you so much for for being a part of this. Now, the Iron Man podcast is, is just about uh, that scripture in, in Proverbs where as iron sharpens iron, so should one sharpen the countenance of another and one of the things about being a believer in crisis we're not in this journey alone we have brothers we have saints but specifically for this podcast we have brothers that we can glean from we can uh you know learn from oh hold on that's me one second but well, we can just encourage one another right and chop it up like like men should do and i think that there's a lot of for a uh, lot of lot of content out there for women to encourage other women, this here is about encouraging men. We're not here to, to to bash any specific gender. We just want to uplift men, to exhort men to be the best men they can be and best representatives of Christ. And you know what? I'm I'm really blessed to 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 have on this podcast my son, who is a man himself. My son, like my son, son, who has a wife and a son of his own, my grandson, will be joining me in this venture, along with other brothers that I have a chance to speak to. But uh, my son, Isaiah Harrison, has partnered up with me so that we can get this podcast out there for you guys. So not only do I have a chance to with my son, but my son who's a man himself, will be sharpening me as well. So Isaiah, just introduce yourself to everybody. Let them know who you are.
1: Hey, guys. Yeah. Hey, guys, how you doing? Um, it's, it's definitely a pleasure to, to be a part of this. I'm really happy. Just like everything you said, I'm really happy to uh, be another brother in Christ, another part of the body. Um, uh, I, I really am passionate about having genuine, open conversations between men. I feel like it doesn't happen often enough. Um, and I feel like this is a great, uh, great opportunity to do that. And I thank my dad for inviting me on. Can you hear me good? Yeah.
0: You sound really good. Yeah. yeah. So what I'm trying to do is I want to share this on Facebook, um, on my regular page. Let's see if I can get it shared so that people can see it's on the, um, the, okay, hold on. Oh, Got it. It's on you know it should be on youtube also this is still brand new i'm using get vocal shout out to get vocal for um having um this uh plat- type of platform where we can simulcast to facebook and uh youtube so thank you so much uh get vocal for allowing us to do this podcast here on your channel so i know it's it should be live on our youtube channel i just want to check this out real quick and see if it's live. Um, Let's see. I hope it is. If not, then I would have to... No, it's not live on um, YouTube yet. But uh, after we are done with this, I'll uh, drop the, the video on YouTube. All right. Today we have an interesting conversation for you. It's no secret that when we go into churches and we look around churches, we tend to see a lot of Uh, women in churches. Um, And um, there's a shortage of men. And, you know, it's sad because like I, I, again, I didn't grow up in church when I, when I, I I got saved at 17. So I didn't grow up in church, but um, even when I would go to church from time to time, uh, I really rarely saw men. (laughs) And that's the truth. Like, I, I, I don't Ever, unless they were the pastor or the deacons. But outside of that, I didn't see men or a lot of men in church. Um, And even to this day, it just seems like not a lot of men want to attend church. And we're going to talk about why that is. Like, why is it that men find, what is it about church that men find um, unappealing or unattractive? Like, why can't we get men to go to church like we can get women to go to church? Like, why is that? So I got my son here and we're going to talk about it. We're just going to chop it up about it. And we we have some, a couple of notes, but before we get started, I want to read to you the scripture. Okay. And this is one of those go-to scriptures when it refers to, or when we have conversations about church and attending church. Uh, Hebrews 10, 24 through 25 says this, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. And all the more, as you see the day drawing near, meaning the the day of Christ coming coming closer and closer. And so with the scripture, we see that it's important for, for believers to meet together. Because what happens when we meet together is that we're able to stir one another up in love and in good works. That's the purpose of why we meet together for church. We worship God. We hear some good preaching and teaching. And we fellowship. And that fellowship allows us to stir up love among one another and good works, right? So church is important. Um, I, I'm not here to tell you how to do church. Just know that the body of Christ is the church. We are the church. It's not specifically existing in one, in a building or a, a steeple or a chapel. The people of God who are believers in Christ, we're the church. And when we meet together, it may be in a steeple. It may be in a chapel. It may be in a um a, a cathedral, but it's the people that make up the church, and as often as we get together, we should be stirring up one another to love and good works, and that's the purpose of the church that's why we meet men need to be doing that as well and you know what I found isaiah like i think hmm. I think what the 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 new church for men has become the barbershop because hmm. you know men will go there and then they go there and they chop yep. it up and hmm. a lot of times. Uh, What happens in the barbershops really, you don't really want to be talking about, (laughs) you know, it's not really edifying. you know, as as a believer, but men find that going there, they find that comfort. They find a place of home, you know, a brotherhood Mm -hmm. at these places, you know, the church needs to be that same way for men so that men can be more comfortable. And I think one of the first things we could talk about today is that men often find that there's a lack of genuine connection in the church. You know, like, What are your thoughts on that?
1: Uh the lack of genuine connection really ring true with me because um I personally have kind of gone through my uh hurdles. Uh me and my wife have gone through hurdles of where we feel like we've been to a service, uh, but we didn't know anything about anyone after we left. Yeah. And um, it was really challenging. Um and I think it's really important um when you're deciding, uh, you know where you're going to land uh, and, wh- and what church you're going to attend, uh, is with how honest the people are and how um, I don't want to use the word genuine. How how transparent they are. Um, it shouldn't feel like a business meeting. It shouldn't feel like there are um, like people are necessarily um, you know pulling punches. Um, the 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 one thing I would like to I would like to say is um, the one thing I find very interesting about Paul. Um, in the New Testament and his letters, is that he is very vulnerable, and he even opens up every letter, um, either in Thessalonians um, or Colossians, and he always speaks. He speaks about you know how much he misses the people, uh, how much he longs to see them, and I feel like there's not that that same vulnerability mm. um, with the brothers today.
0: Mm. They're not that open. Yeah. Um. The Romans twelve nine to thirteen says this. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let love be genuine. At poor, what is evil, hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal, be fervent in spirit, and serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, and constant in prayer, and contribute to the need of the saints, and seek to show hospitality. And when we look at that scripture, um, and, I, and I don't mean to like take one part of the scripture And and create a doctrine out of it Because that's not what, what I'm doing here But when we look at that one part in Romans That pretty much sums up what we need to be doing As believers when we meet for church Or what we call right. church You know, like we have to be and, Like that word genuine, you, say you don't want to use it But that's a, that's one of the, the most Genuine words we can use, you know right. got to be genuine, we got to be real Alright, and not fake Not have ulterior motives for why we go to church We need to go to church so that we can be among the believers and and want to be able to do these things. It says, love one another with brotherly affection. Then it says this, outdo one another in showing honor. Like, outdo, it's not saying, and let me just say, it's not saying, like, compete with one another in, in showing honor. It's saying, let your heart be in the right place, all right, and outdo one another in showing honor. Right, not in the sense of a competition, but like you know, if somebody does something for for, for you, you want to be willing to, to to repay it back in a in a loving way, tenfold because they blessed you so much. Like outdo one another in showing honor, all right, showing respect. Do not be slothful in zeal, be fervent in spirit. Then it says, serve the Lord, and then it says, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer, and then it says this. Contribute to the needs of the saints, and seek to show hospitality. That's that's church. That's 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 what we should be doing. And I think that if if churches was to, to to function that way a little bit better, men wouldn't shy away from it so much. They'll see, okay, there's something about this this church. I feel a sense of community. I feel a part. Like you were talking about you and, and um and your wife. Uh, my daughter-in-law About you know going to churches And not feeling that 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 genuineness like the, it just Something wasn't real there right. um, And I think Some men are just not into the Whole facade of church If a man is going to make a Commitment to Christ and be a part of a fellowship He wants to be a part of an actual fellowship Not a facade right. Not something that, that, that pretends to be A certain way you know right? Um, so I think that Men need to be able to have genuine connection. And I think if any pastors are listening to this, please don't take this as a, you know what, you could take this as a rebuke, <laughs> but uh, also take this as a, as a way to, to reflect and see if there's something here that you're not doing or that you are doing that you can do better. And this isn't exhaustive. This is just a couple of things that we're talking about. The list can go on and on. And not all men are the same. Men are different. Mm. But consensus, based on the research that I've done, these are some of the things that men are frustrated with, which is keeping them from church. And the goal is to get them in church because if you can get a church thriving with men of God who are seeking to serve God, serve their community, serve their families, serve their wives, serve their kids, all that, to contribute to the needs of the saints and and seek to show hospitality in a genuine way, to love genuinely, to abhor what is evil and hold fast to what is good, to love one another with brotherly affection, and willing to outdo one another in showing honor, that's the type of church that men will run to, run to because they know it's real. They know it's genuine, you know? Any thoughts, son?
1: Yeah, I, um, it, it seems like almost, you know, based on the verses that you, you mentioned, it seems like it is important for us to go to church with the mindset to do these things. That it, It's not something that... um can always happen organically but it's something that when men come there there is almost um you know like a godly agenda Mm. that that men should come and that they should expect um because a lot of these things like being vulnerable sometimes doesn't happen organically sometimes you need to be like you know what i'm gonna get out of my comfort zone today yeah i'm i'm gonna share something that i probably wouldn't normally share you know lord willing and and the lord guides me um but it's just um it, it's 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 really important you, you and i think it starts with i think it starts with, with um with uh with vulnerability
0: preach yeah yeah and i think some men could be afraid of that also you know, that's, yeah
1: that's like, it's it's yeah when you're vulnerable you put yourself in a vulnerable position
0: mm-hmm. well you know it is um to, to be vulnerable is actually a position of strength because you know yeah. your inner strength and you're not afraid to let your weaknesses out there People who are right. afraid to let their weaknesses out are pretty much scared. So when they, when they don't want to be vulnerable, they're afraid. You can't have strength in fear. All right? right. Or if you have strength in fear, the only way that you can show yourself to be strong is to face the fear. Cause
1: right. everybody
0: fears. Everybody has fears. Right. But you face that fear. Don't be afraid of yeah. being vulnerable. Don't hide it. Put it out there, right. you know? <clears throat> yeah. Yep. So yeah, man, for real. Uh, another thing, sermons sometimes lack intellectual reasoning, mm. all right? Here's the thing about men. Men want to know, all right, what does this mean? Where women want to know, how does this feel? Women can go, to, or women could attend a church that has a, a great feeling, right? Um, and, and women could flock to that. Men are a little bit different. They want to know, uh, what am I learning here? I I need to know what I I believe in. I need to understand what I believe in. I need to reason what I believe in. So they want to know when they go to church, what does this mean? When the pastor is preaching, they want to know what does this mean? When there's worship going on and people are are praising God and, and somebody happens to speak in tongues, they want to know. What does this mean? So I think that a lot of men would shy away from church because some churches, some sermons, some services lack intellectual reasoning. They can't can't answer the question, what does this mean? You tell these men, well, you just need to go by by faith, you know, and just believe it. Well, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. As I hear the word of God, learn the word of God, study the word of God and understand the word of God, that's where faith comes in. That's where faith comes in. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So as I'm learning the word of God, right? 1 Timothy 2.15 says this. Do your best to present yourself to God. Some ver- uh, The King James Version says, Study to show thyself approved unto God. As one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. Whether it's the word of God in written form or the word of God... Given to you through spiritual gifts. Right? We need to, men need to understand. And if you are trying to get men in, in a church. And you're not trying to. To to bring any kind of intellectual reasoning. In your messages. Or, or try to, to give. Intellectual understanding. And then tell them men. Well you need to blindly believe. Men are the. Men we, we just wired differently. We're wired to. I need to know what I believe in. And not just walk in this blindly. And I think that's important, what, what, what do you think?
1: Yeah, as um, as a man, it's a very uncomfortable feeling to do something that you know that you don't know what you're doing, you know? And it's just like, like like for instance, that like, you know, with your house, um, I think it's it's even, well, let's say you have someone come over to work on your house. Even if you don't know how to do it, you're probably gonna watch him because you kind of, as I don't know if it's a man thing, but you kind of just wanna know what he's doing. You know, so at at least, you know, next time you have a general idea, it's a very uncomfortable position to to not know anything. And even more so in regards to your salvation or, you know, questions regarding, you know, your soul. And, um, you know, because the the Bible dictates manlyhood. And so if you don't understand what the Bible says about manlyhood, then it's just it's it's a very, very uncomfortable position to be in. And um, where it says my people perish for lack of knowledge. um. So if you have um, men out here not understanding uh, what the Bible is saying uh, or not having men who are preaching it, who don't know what the Bible is saying, but they're regurgitating phrases that they've heard. I think it's a very dangerous thing. Yeah.
0: And like and when you're dealing with intelligent people, people who think critically, right? Yeah. You understanding what you believe and and why you believe it will compel yeah. others to be like, OK, I, I may not agree all the way, but I understand why you believe. So you're not looking like right. some kind of idiot out there. Men don't want to look like bashful idiots. They want right. to know what they what they, you know, um, what they believe in. Like they want to know. Like I'm not just going to go to church because, you know, you know I'm I'm told to go to church and it's the right thing to do on a Sunday morning. They want to. They really, honestly want to know what they believe in,
1: which is why, especially yeah. when you want to especially when 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 you're learning yeah. uh like like I'm learning not just for me but also so I can teach my wife when it's appropriate and I can teach my son when it's appropriate
0: yeah
1: so I'm so I am as a spiritual leader of my home <laughs> I I have that, I have that responsibility yeah. um and it's just you just you, you just got to play a role and it's hard to play a role when you don't know yeah
0: and I think that what pastors need to start doing especially if they want to attract men in their churches is to be a little bit more intellectual with their sermon preparation. Yeah. All right, let's get away from the, the the feeling of the message, and let's start teaching what the message is. You know, in a, in a way that cuts. Because I don't like like, you know, just just cut 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 to the chase. Like, what do I need to learn right now? What do I need yeah. to learn right now? Because I want to understand this. All right, like, because the thing is, we can feel something, right? Men could feel something, mm. and when they feel it they need to understand what they feel felt because now I need to yeah. describe what I'm feeling. You right. Know, I need to describe this because if I can't, I'm going to like most people will act out their, their feelings in a negative way. I need to know what I believe. Like if, right. I, if I, if I, if I felt this feeling, explain to me what this feeling is. Right. Yeah. Unless right, I need to intellectually understand this and that's not a bad thing because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God.
1: So that, do you feel like quick question for you? um, um, Do you feel, well, I I mean, I mean, we know, but I guess just for the viewers that um, intellectual preaching um, is typically sacrificed on behalf of the um, feeling that you're confusing new members that, that may come into the church. So for instance, like um I, I feel like a good a good preacher should be able to balance mm-hmm. the complex natures of the word of God to those who are on meat and no longer on milk, but also bring it back to the core simple message of the gospel. So mm-hmm. when someone does walk in who doesn't know what's going on, they can still get the gospel message in the end. So I
0: I, I ask people this people who think they're smart, I ask them this question. Right. Mm. You know a lot, right? But the true like evidence of understanding is if you could take that deep knowledge that you understand and explain it to a child. If you can't explain deep knowledge to a child, you really don't understand the inner workings of what you know. You have like a concept, but, but unless you can, can break it down to the very pieces where a child can digest it in both ways, then you really don't understand it. So I think that it's important for people to be able to, to, to intellectually um, preach the word of God, right? And also, like you said, balance it out where they can uh, uh, explain it in a way that those who don't know God or the, those who are seeking God and want to know a little bit more about God could understand as well. You know, yeah. Because like, like, and that's why I appreciate uh, apologetics, right? And yeah. and the uh, the discussion, the debate, the reasoning of faith. Because I, I, that's, that's how I get sharpened. I got friends that I grew up with who, who don't believe in God. And, you know, there's a mutual respect there, right? And uh, I don't speak too much. But when I get a chance to speak to them, they sharpen me. Because, you know, they, they have a specific, you know, different kind of thinking. And they present it to me. And it causes me to go back and not question what I believe. I already know what I believe. But to do study. And, and try to, try to answer those questions on my own, whatever questions they have. I need to, I need to be able to understand that and answer it as well and try to give it back to them if I could. So, um, it's important. It's important. I think that men, they're seeking that because they need to understand. They need to be able to reason, you know, and and a good pastor will be able to speak to the deep things. And be able to explain those deep things to those who are seeking, those who have not, you know, been sure that much in in knowledge of the word of God, which is, you know, good, though. It's fine, you know, yeah. but it's needed. You know, they they have to be able to rightly divide or handle the word of truth. You know, that means whatever conversation, whoever it is that you're talking to, you can have a conversation about something as as basic as. Um, a children's story like Noah, Noah and the Ark and then uh, get into right. the, the depths of, of the the motives of uh, Delilah when she was uh, dealing with Samson and, and things like that. Like we be able to talk and, and talk about the lessons learned in it. Like what are we learning from it? That's right. So we gotta be able to rightly divide the word of truth and doing that in a way that it's, it's, it's intellectually stimulating to men because men would need to be intellectually stimulated. You know, Uh, another thing, right? Uh, And and like in this present day, uh, men have a lot of pressure. Women have a lot of pressure also, but you know, men to provide for their families. Some jobs, like we don't live in a time where like 30, 40 years ago, and Isaiah, you've never lived in this time where businesses was closed on Sundays. No. No, I I remember being a kid and businesses was closed on Sundays. When I lived in Brooklyn, Flatbush Avenue on Sundays was almost dead, not fully dead, because you know the Caribbeans don't they work? You know, like the Jamaicans and Trinity, yeah. they're going to get their money. But, but um, it was it was it wasn't like it wasn't bustling like it is today, right? Even the city, like you go to the city on a Sunday today, you know it's it's packed still on a Sunday. Like yeah. so, businesses are open twenty four hours, seven days a week right you may yeah. get a holiday so some men are required to work on sundays yeah um you know and, or if they work so hard right what yeah. day are they going to sleep in right what day are they going to sleep in right i've worked like i've worked hard 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 and sometimes i'll yeah. wake up on a sunday be honest and be like oh, i wish i could just sleep in you know and I, but I get up and go to church anyway. Some yeah. men, just like, listen, like Saturday, my wife has me doing chores and I, and I don't want to neglect those. So I'm, I'm going to get up and do chores and I'm going to go food shopping mm. with my wife. I'm going to do odd jobs around the house. I mean, Sundays, I want to sleep in. <laughs> I want to get some mm. rest. The Bible says I, need, I should rest. I'm going to get some rest on Sunday. You know? Yeah. So um, I think that some men just... Have to work, like son. You're a working man now. Yeah, you have a wife. You yeah. have a child, mm-hmm. and who wakes up? At who o'clock. wakes up at six o'clock in the morning? Yeah, yeah, six o'clock in the morning. Demanding to eat and wants your attention. Yeah Right? Yeah,
1: he wants you. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, yeah. and and it, it could get it could get tiring. You go to work and then you come home. You want to spend time with your wife. You want yeah. to spend time with your son. Right? Yeah. And Then you do it all over again every single day. Yeah. Saturdays, I'm not sure if you, you work on Saturdays, but um, if you work on Saturdays and you're off on Sunday, you want to try to sleep in at least one day out of the week. Can I just relax? Men think yeah. like that. Yeah. And, and and honestly, if men are going to sacrifice anything, they're going to sacrifice the one thing that they feel they don't need to go to or they're not get any, getting anything from. Yeah. That, that, that's what they'll do. You know, like even yeah. so. And, his, and we got to look at it like this, right? They could be dog tired after work, but still go to the bar. Why would they go to the bar? because they get into something that stimulates them and, you know, in in some form or fashion, you know, whether it's a conversation or, you know, they're out there with their their friends or their boys or or coworkers and they get to let their hair down. Yeah. But Sunday morning is a little bit different. If there's nothing drawing them there, what's going to wake them up to go.
1: Yeah. Yeah. My my, my question is, I I wonder, I mean, I don't know. it's, It's always been like this since I was young, but, um, when did going to church stop being the highlight of the week? When? Yeah. Like, like like when did it start? I'm I just remember, you know, speaking to people older than mm-hmm. me and they're just like, you know, my mother used to wake me up to go to church. I was, you know, eighteen, seventeen. She's like, You're going to church. I don't care if you like yeah. it or not. Um, you know, I kind of had that, you know, growing up. I had no church, no choice but no to go to church. No you at you worked at church. <laughs> you were going to I church. You could not go to church. <laughs> Yeah. You, know, you know what i mean but 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 i you know i, I think it, it's a matter of the heart i think i think at that yeah. point right where you're just like man you know what i have just enough energy to go to the bar but i don't have just enough energy to sit through a couple hours um of knowledge that will help me yeah.
0: you know so. yeah, that's yeah and the thing is getting them to understand why it benefits them again it's all about understanding men need to know if they don't know why it's important for them or how it's going to benefit them going to church, they're not going to want mm-hmm. to go. All right, A lot of church formats are, are the same. And guys, I'm not knocking church. Like, I love church. But it's pretty yeah. much the same. They're going to sit in a stadium-style auditorium where everybody's facing forward. They know what they're going to get. Maybe three to six songs. They're going to have to give offering, some announcements, preaching, and they go home. That's every single thing.
1: Weak. Sounds very mundane when you put it
0: that way. It it is. It is. And if we're honest and if we're honest, it can be. Yeah. It can be. Unless it's it's genuine. If if you really go in there to develop genuine relationships with people. And I think that we lack. If 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 there are men that that chopped it up on a on occasion, like on on an ongoing basis, right? They'll get up and go all the time without without fail. Men Will get up and go fishing at five in the morning, no problem, and be dead tired because they're going with other men. They're chopping it up. Like they're they're, they're able to to be men. Right. Yeah. And I think that that's another question that we got to be able to to talk about. Like, can, do we see, are we allowing men to be men in church? I'm not talking about like being like crazy, sinful, just men be men in church, you know? So uh, another thing, Uh, a lot of them didn't see their father attend church. Mom would go to church mom would bring the family to church but dad didn't go to church yeah you know? a lot of families are like that a lot
1: hmm. you know yeah or, or or you see i I have so i've heard stories of the mom is going to church but the dad doesn't want to go to church
0: yeah yeah I,
1: I, 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 that's a pretty tough dynamic for, for for a young adult to come up into yeah.
0: and it confuses men young boys growing up thinking oh okay church is a a thing for girls a thing for women i don't have to go to church my dad yeah. didn't go Right. So why do I have to go? Yeah. Gone are the days, at least in the north, where you go to church just because, Yeah. you know, like in the south, there's some areas that you can still go to where families are still attending church because it's the right thing to do. Right. Mm -hmm. People in the south, they would go to the club Saturday. Right. Get home at 6 a.m sleep for three hours, wake up and be at church at 9 (laughs) a.m. Like that's how it was. That's how it was. You go, no matter what was happening, you go to church, you go to church, drug dealers were going to church and giving their tithing offerings in the South, right?
1: Even back in the
0: day in the North, but it's just different. We are living in a post-Christian society. You know, we're moving closer to a post-Christian society where church is not really an important factor in everyday living. Um, the churches have become that that piece of furniture in your house that you can walk at in the middle of the night, pitch black, and walk around it without stubbing your toe because you know it's there. That's what churches right. become. Like you know, people right. go through church, pass uh, blocks, and walk right past the church and not even think about it. Hmm. You know, and I think that uh, yeah. um, uh, and and it could be an indictment on the church. But uh, we have to think about how effective our church is today. And not saying I'm not asking in a way like churches aren't needed. Churches are needed. I'm asking in a way that people need to really think about are we effective? And if we not, what do we need to do to be effective in society today? What do we need to do mm. that when we preach the gospel, people will trust it? Men will mm. trust it. You know? One thing about men also is they don't want to feel like they got they got God. Mm. Right, they don't want to feel like they got got. Like, because men, men are the breadwinners of the family, right? Let's say there's a man who is making a hundred thousand dollars a year, and he's a faithful tithing. Yeah. He tithes ten percent of his income, which is what ten thousand dollars a year. He, he's tithing, yeah. all right. Um, the church they don't do much in the community, but the pastor's driving a dope car. And he doesn't, and the pastor doesn't yeah. have a second job. Pastor living in a, a lap of luxury, driving a dope car you know, with, you know, nice designer clothes and expensive watches and all that stuff, men don't want to feel like they got, got.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah, men pick up on that yeah. real yeah. quick. They, like, like, like. I mean, I'm not saying women don't pay attention, but it's like, I, I think it's, men pay really close attention to appearances. Yeah. And so, like, they'll watch the pastor. They'll watch him from when he gets to his car after service and when he gets back into his yeah. car. What is- because yeah, you know they, they yeah they like they like um they even they look at his watch like what kind of watch you yeah. got on you know like how can you afford that i don't i don't understand yeah. you know yeah.
0: and then like what else is the church doing in the community to help are they a part of any civic engagement what's happening nice. and actually we're going to talk about that the bible says in romans 12 13 contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. How is the church doing that? Mm. I think that men would be more apt to see, be a part of a a cause, be a part of a Mm. movement. Right. And that movement is to serve the community. You're going to get men involved. You're going to get young men involved. Right. Like light, like you'll, you'll light a, a fire under these men and they want to do something that means something that's worthwhile. Right. Uh, another thing I think that keeps men from from church is the the services and uh that could be inconvenient. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, let's be real. How many of us can sit through a three four hour long church service and have our one hundred percent attendance like all in it? It's a hard thing to do.
1: Yeah, that's 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 that's, that's tough. Hard. <laughs> yeah, it's, hard. it's especially especially with with anyone under the age of twenty five. <laughs> Come on. You know just sitting there like, like like their shows even even their favorite show don't last longer than 45 minutes you want some of the attention for for three yeah. hours and it not be genuine what do you expect
0: yeah. like yeah man infinity war billy caught my attention kept my attention and that was a good That's movie
1: a, it, oh. yeah I, I caught my attention the first time second time i think the first yeah. Cool. Fine,
0: you know, so just, yeah important. i think we have you know the long services could be a factor also and the times that could be inconvenient. Having a church service really early on a Sunday could be challenging. No. Because again, what what day of the week could they really fall asleep in and stay asleep, you know, for a long mm. period of time, sleep in, just relax, without having to feel like they're rushing to do something else. Like it's funny because they, they you know they call it, the Sabbath is actually on Saturday, but they call Sunday, you know, the Sabbath that they arrest. And they yeah. can't even do that because they gotta drive to church or make up wake up really early out the church and i get rest and then when they get to, to church they're not really getting the full church experience they're getting yeah. the, the some worship songs sung they're getting the preaching but then there's yeah. no connection to people there you know because right. most a lot of people just leave so yeah. it's 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 what, what it's it's not really a convenient thing for men to be a part of if it's done that way i'm not saying all churches operate that way but many do and it's left a sour taste in a lot of men's mouth no
1: yeah i I, I think i think one thing for men uh that we enjoy is um obviously camaraderie but not just you know sunday but like consistent camaraderie if that makes any sense where it's like you should have church leading up to church and church is leaving church you know, and we get very caught up on a building, yeah. and I think that's one thing COVID has really awakened a lot of people to, where it's just like we've gotten really comfortable with referring to church as a building, and not referring to church as people. Yeah, going to church, you know, yeah. yeah. So, like, occasionally, I'll have my my two closest friends, and we'll talk maybe once or twice a week, and we'll be like, "Listen, what's going on with you? How are you? You know, do you need prayer for anything?" Because a lot of times, men won't tell you unless you yeah. ask. So it's like you have to ask yeah. them, like, is there anything going on? And I'm like, yeah, actually, I've been stressed out. I'm like, okay, let's have church. Let's talk about it, you know. But but you don't you don't hear that too, you don't hear that too often. It's just like, all right, I'm going to church. They want my money. They don't really care about me. They're not going to check up on me after his done. But they want they want to make sure that they remind me to tithe, you know. So I think consistency is a big yeah. thing. Yep.
0: I agree, and I don't think there's anything left to be said after that, right? Like what said was said, yeah. no. uh, and, and I guess. We'll talk about this one last thing, right? Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and and we have to talk about it because I've heard uh, a lot of uh, pastors um, talk about this specific thing also. It's the, the style of worship or the type of worship or the song selection in the worship services. Because um, yeah. I'm not knocking anybody, right? You have uh, like Bethel music and all these... Um, Hillsong and
1: uh, they're, uh, they're they're considered contemporary contemporary music. worship. And, um, yeah,
0: uh, it's extremely. Uh, there's some feminine. It's like, like it's like psychedelic. Yeah, it's psychedelic. But also, there's some feminine undertones to it, right? Yeah. how it's sung, the words that it says, the poetry and the songs that they sing. It's not very masculine. So some men, mm-hmm. not all, because I don't mind worshiping anything. Like I, you know, I appreciate yeah, those songs. Too. But some men, and I'm not speaking of me, but just men in general, will come to church and find the songs that they are singing in the worship services emasculating. Mm. You know, emasculating. Like some, some of them feel like, wow, like, what am I singing? Like, I'm saying, and, and, again, and this goes back into understanding and intellectual reasoning. They're singing a song, right. and in their mind, they're thinking, I'm singing this love song to this man. Like, I'm right. singing a love song. Wait, wait, what do you mean that I'm the bride of Christ? Like, who are you calling a bride? I'm a man. You know, like I'm I'm, yeah. I'm 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 singing these love songs that, and a lot of these love songs sound like these '80s R&B ballads. You know, like yeah. the, the wording is is extremely intimate, right? Where it sounds more like, like you could take God out of it and put somebody's name in it, and you just written somebody's a love song in and you know possibly produce kids through it. So, like yeah. you gotta like some of the some of the the songs some men find emasculating. And I think that that's a discussion that pastors, worship leaders should have. Uh, and again, yeah. I, this is not a, a judgment or an indictment. It's a—it's meant to spark conversation. Okay, how are we doing worship? Um, are we doing what we can to make sure that we are bringing men into the fellowship the right way, right, in a genuine way? Um, hard conversations to have. Hard conversations to have. People don't want to talk about stuff like that. You know, like, and, and some pastors, and I know a lot, and some of them may be listening to this, and I'm, some of you I may be talking to, but they get so sensitive when you talk to them about things like this, because they want to believe that how they're doing church is the way God wants them to do church. Right. Remember that there's no specific way to do church because everybody is different. People are different culturally. And when Christ no. died, the Bible, you know, he said, those that worship would either worship in the mountain or in Jerusalem but true worship is worship them worship Him in spirit and in truth right right so you worship God in spirit and in truth it doesn't say you must worship him according to this cultural standard you must worship him right. according to this time schedule and this you know format right right so it's not about it's not about me knocking how you do church it's just you having a conversation about what can I do? What can we do as a body of Christ to invite? And I don't want to say attract because when we start saying things like attract, we start doing things purposely, uh, like we're marketing to people, like we're selling them a product. Okay. Mm. Um, Jesus sells Himself. All we want to do is be genuine with one another. All right. The Bible says that that people will know that we are His disciples if we have love for one another. Right. Hmm. That's going to attract people. I don't need to, to make Jesus cool to anybody. Let me just love my, my people. Let me love my brothers and sisters in Christ in a genuine way. All right. And let the world see that and be attracted to that. Let me chop it up with my brothers, my, my, my you know, my fellow men in Christ in a genuine way yeah. and people outside men outside will be like, listen, I need to be a part of that because that's going to help me grow and help right. me grow in, in the right way. You know, and I think that that's important, and I think that's that's very important, especially if you want to see men in the church. You
1: know? Right. Yeah, and, and it's not it's not so much that the pastor, the head pastor, sees it as, um, oh, all you men are in my church. Oh, you know. That's another thing. You know. <laughs> you know. It's not like you're walking into another man's house, yep. and you know it, it's it's not that it's we're walking in our church. Yep. And so if men feel like, all right, there's an alpha dog over there, like he's the alpha dog. You want to be the alpha dog? I'm going to leave, you know, and it doesn't feel like a community. Yeah. Then got, got guys feel uncomfortable. I mean, it makes me feel uncomfortable, especially when you have a, a very domineering, you know, staff where yeah. they want like, this is my house, you know, kind of. Mentality. Or they
0: operate the church like a corporation. Like it's yeah. a business. Mm-hmm. You know? The church is the, the pastor is the CEO of the the high praise Pentecostal Baptist Church of si- Silicon Valley Incorporated. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, pastor, senior pa- pastor slash CEO, the good reverend doctor, you know, brother love. Like, come no. on guys, like, like, let's, let's, let's just be Christians. Let's, let's just, let's no. just be genuine with one another. There's no hierarchies right. in, in Christ. Let's just be believers. Let's just represent Christ well among each other, and I think that doing that will help men see that wow, there there are genuine Christians out there. I can be a part of this. I can grow here. Um, I can add. I can add to this place. And they can add to me. And I hmm. think that that's the bottom line. That's the bottom line.
1: Yeah, and, and also that that people feel men and women. That, that this is a safe place, preach. you yeah. know, where it's not, it, it's not a hookup zone. It's not, it's, it, it's, it's not a place where, um, you know, where it, it can have, I don't know why you can't have the, the intimacy and the freedom that you would have when you talk to your very close friend, you know, it's not leaving after that. But most people can't like people going into church for the first time, they're, they don't have that assurance that whatever they say, even to this pastor or to this other person in Christ that I don't know, that he's not going to share and gossip with other people in the church, which is also a big turn been on. a part of that.
0: Yeah, man. Son, I appreciate this. Yeah. It's yeah, good, this man. Is nice. We got two men, father and son, but men. Chopping it up and having yeah. a conversation. I, I I enjoy this a lot. Tammy says yeah. hi and amen. Aunt Tammy. Hi, Tammy. She's How you doing? Watching. So Aunt Tammy's watching. Yeah, so this is good. Now, we're going to be doing this every Tuesday live on Facebook, on our Facebook channel. Uh, you can search The Iron Men Podcast. It'll be live on Get Vocal. If you go to Get Vocal, G-E-T-V-O-K-L.com, it'll be live every Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, At 7 p.m. She said hi back. She said hi. And we'll also be live on YouTube. If we can get this simulcast thing going on our YouTube channel, the Iron Man podcast, if you search that. We are also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor, and pretty much almost every popular podcasting uh, format you can think of. Yes, we are. We're doing it, and we're doing it big! The Iron Man Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> All right? And uh, again, man, son, uh, and this is something that me and my son will be partnering to do with a couple of other brothers in Christ. Uh, and this is, uh, on occasion, we'll have maybe some uh, women guests, but again, this podcast is designed to sharpen men to be more godly in their relationships and in their lives, period. So we're trying to sharpen one another. All right. Yeah. So uh I'm Andre Dre, uh Pastor Andre, whatever you want to call me. Uh, and uh let my son close out with introducing himself and letting him know who you are.
1: Hi, uh my name's Isaiah. I'm uh, this guy. I don't know how to point. Yeah. Are you over here? Yeah. 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 I'm this <laughs> I'm this guy's uh son. I'm twenty how old am I? Twenty three, jeez. 23 years old. Um, I have a nine month nine month old son. Uh, we're over here in the woods up here in New Hampshire, um, and I'm sure pretty soon you'll hear him because he's crawling. So now you're gonna start hearing him knock on the door. So he knows I'm in here. He's gonna start hearing, him, "Daddy, are you in there, Daddy?" You know, we'll we'll be there. We'll get there. Yeah. So. But it is a, it is an honor to 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 be a part of this. I'm very I'm very grateful. I'm excited that we a have part. a chance
0: to, to do this ministry together, son. Like we are yeah. we are, uh, I'm going to say what three hundred miles away, two hundred miles away, but able to do ministry yeah. together. Isn't it, isn't it, yeah, three hundred miles. About that. Really? All right. Yeah. So Lenore says, "Wonderful with heart uh, emojis," and uh, Grandma says, "Hi to my handsome men." <laughs> thank you guys for listening and watching. All right. So we're going to close it out now. Uh, thank you so much for watching. Next week, uh, depending on the topic, we'll have you guys call in and maybe we can engage with you guys in a conversation about the topic. All right. So with that being said, uh, Isaiah, you close this out with a quick prayer?
1: Of course. All right. uh, Heavenly Father, I thank you so much uh, for what a privilege it is to... Uh, to spend the time with my dad and, and and anyone who who is willing to be a part of this, Father. I just pray, Lord, that that your will uh, goes forward, Lord, um, and that your word goes forward. I pray that what we said was helpful yes. to someone, even if it was one person, Father God, it makes it all worth it, Father God. And I just pray that, that we can help be a part of removing the stumbling blocks uh, that could be um, in someone's life, man or woman. Father God, and I just pray, Lord, um, that You bless anyone's listening. To, uh, listening, and I just pray, Lord, that You just uh, continue uh, to give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation uh, to do what You called us to do. Yes, in Jesus' name, Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. All right, cool. weedham Harrison Boys. <laughs> All right, guys, everybody, have a blessed night. Thank you so much for watching. If you're watching on Facebook or YouTube or Get Vocal. Thank you so much for listening. If you're listening on any of the podcasts and you're replaying this, we appreciate you guys. All right. We'll be doing this every week. And until next week, have a blessed day. Be safe.